Before I get into this episode, I just wanted to address the heavy weight on the world right now. Although I will never fully understand, I will always stand and fight with you against racism. We can't change yesterday, but we have the power to change tomorrow. Let's learn and let's educate ourselves. Let's go above and beyond in supporting Black Lives Matter. Some books I personally recommend if you'd like to learn more about racism, which I really hope you will, are So You Want to Talk About Race, In My Place, and How We Fight for Our Lives. These are just a few of the many books you can read, and I will be sure to post whatever book or podcast I come across on my Instagram and Facebook for you. You can also visit the link in my bio on the Fruit and Flourishing Instagram, as well as the I'm Overwhelmed Instagram, which provides more ways in which you can help. Please sign the petitions and donate. You can also donate without even having to give money. I know a lot of us are in a super tight spot right now, but a lot of YouTubers have been uploading long videos with tons of ads in which all of the AdSense they make off the video is being donated to the BLM movement and racial justice organizations. Um, There's quite a bit of them, so I'll link the ones that I watched and anything else I can find in the show notes below. Again, I acknowledge my privilege, and although I do not fully understand, I always have and always will stand. Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. If this is your first time here or you've been along for the entire journey, hi, I am so freaking glad you're here. It is scorching out today. I just came back from like, I don't know, a 40 minute walk and I'm dripping. Um, My sister's apartment is very hot right now. So I apologize if you can hear the fan or anything in the background. But like, yeah, I don't smell great, but that's fine. Before we get into this episode, let's take a moment to think about what we're feeling grateful for. Um, right now I am feeling grateful for this fan. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also feeling really grateful for the people in my life. I've been feeling this a lot lately. Um, not that I didn't before, but something about like the past week or so, I've just been so, I've just had so much clarity about who is in my life and my support systems and like my, I don't know. I just am very thankful for the amazing people in my life, my family, my friends, my boyfriend, my best friend. Like, I'm just so lucky that the everything just kind of became clear to me of who is meant to be in my life. And yeah, that's that. Whew. So let's take a moment, think about what you're feeling grateful for and try to practice that every day. I have actually been in a new routine this week due to some changes in my schedule. And honestly, I'm loving it. It's funny because like I always get a little nervous when I know my routine is going to change because that's something that can really mess with my brain and trigger some behaviors in me that I've been working so hard on. However, I think I kept that in mind and I've been okay. I'm like learning how to accept change in my life and also not to beat myself up over a slip up or anything like that. Sometimes when our schedules and lives do a full 180 on us and we have a change in our mood or behavior, we can really be hard on ourselves. But when you think about it, adults are like babies like you change their routine and they still power through but it can mess with them for a bit like maybe they act out a little bit more um until they become adjusted and then they're fine 
everything in life is temporary. So the more that we can trust our paths and our universe, our universe, the more we can enjoy all the little loops and whatnot along the way. Change in routine is just a part of life. And no matter what kind of change it is, our bodies and our brains, I say it all the time, our bodies and our brains are incredible machines and they will adjust if you just let them adjust. I want you to keep that in mind too, as restrictions of lockdown starts to ease up a bit. I know certain provinces, certain states, wherever you are, they're really starting to open. Um, where I am, they, it kind of like depends. Parts of the province are opening, parts are not. Where I am, a lot, like it's not as, um, it's not as, loose as other areas we're still a little restricted here um but yeah there are a lot of things that are starting to happen and I think I think like I think this is really going to start to mess with people's brains a bit so trust me from going from working more hours than legal to moving up north without a heads up and being confused about what's going on in the world and not knowing what's right or wrong and then not being able to go home moving in with my sister like being home all the time with complete time freedom and then filling my schedule like yeah I get it we all we all kind of entered a state where we almost got used to the quarantine life if you think about it you go from being able to do whatever you want kind of throughout the day and then all of a sudden things are starting to open up friends are able to see each other work is becoming more normal now it's overwhelming and almost sad and extremely anxiety ridden so if you're feeling anxious about things going back to normal whatever the normal may be just remind yourself that your body and your brain will adjust be extremely gentle with yourself if something feels off when you start to do things that you didn't do for what are we at like three months now acknowledge those feelings and understand that they are okay and they're completely valid write it out talk to a friend but keep pushing forward and just remember the adjustment period is temporary okay i wanted to get that out of the way just because I know personally routine change can take a huge toll on me and I know a couple of my friends are starting to go back to work and they were feeling a little anxious about it so wanted wanted to get that done um all right guys let's get into it I did it I crossed it off the goal list I finally ran my first half marathon and I have so much to share about it okay here we go grab your drinks take a sip whatever you're drinking I'm drinking water stay hydrated stay cool so as many of you may know I have been a runner for about four years now and I love it I really do obviously or else I wouldn't be doing it every day but like I'm not out here saying I'm an amazing fast runner because honestly I'm not fast. I always say that to people like people assume when I tell them I'm a runner that I'm just like super fast, but I'm not fast at all. I just have good endurance and I just I love it. It challenges me. It gets me outside. It's free therapy. Um, but anyways, I was just ready to push myself further this year. So I had signed up for a half marathon. Actually, this half was the same race that I did last year. However, I just ran the 5K race, um, placed first in my age category and 12th overall out of 600. But I mean, like, who's counting? Hehe, <laughs> XO. Um, anyways, 
Obviously, the race was canceled this year, and actually, it's a little unfortunate because the director of the race is not refunding anybody and didn't offer a virtual race or anything like that. So, knowing that, I don't know if I would go back to this race. I don't really like how they handled the situation. They kind of dodged everybody's emails and calls, and I don't know. I just find it really disheartening because that's not what races are about at all, but it is what it is. So I decided to run this half marathon on my own throughout my hometown. And here are my thoughts. Let's, let's just say everything I expected to happen, the exact opposite happened. Yeah. The longest I've ever ran is 16 kilometers. So in my mind, I was like, okay, five more kilometers than that. Like I will be golden. That's not a big deal. I honestly think I'm fine. I'm just going to treat it like a nice long Sunday run. Yeah. Okay. I was actually really nervous before it started. I guess it didn't really hit me until I literally started running. Like I was like, damn, half marathon. That's actually a really long run. It's so funny too, because every doubt I had about running it that day, like the universe was literally working against me. There was seriously no, no excuse. I shouldn't have ran it. Like I had an amazing sleep. There was not a cloud in the sky. It was like 20 degrees, no wind whatsoever. We know how much I hate wind when I'm running. I was like, okay, someone out there is being like, bitch, you're running this, whether you want to or not. So for the first 10 kilometers, I was soaring, literally smiling while running. I felt so good. I was like, okay, only 11 kilometers left to go. Easy. Mind over matter, Lisa. You got this. I stopped at, yeah, I stopped at like 11 kilometers just to hydrate and fuel my body a bit. I can usually go about 10 to 12 without refueling, but it was getting pretty hot. So I knew I should hydrate. And then I hit the road. Well, let me tell you, here's where things start going down. I'll never forget when I reached 15 kilometers. You want to know why? Because that is when the seizing happened. The pain in my feet, my calves, my hamstrings and hips was like something I've never felt before. And I mean, I like I grew up a competitive dancer. And I was training like 20 hours a week, but I've never felt that kind of pain. But like when the pain comes, there's nothing you can do. Like maybe you can walk for a bit. I think I walked. I didn't, I didn't really walk. I walked for a little bit. I would take like a quick break, 20 second break, whatever. But like, I wasn't stopping. I wasn't just going to cut it quits and end it there. Like I wasn't giving up just because I hurt, especially when I'm that close to the end. Like I knew I would have, I was going to be sore but I just wasn't expecting that. The pain in my feet wasn't even a sore muscle type of pain. It was like something is broken and I should be concerned type of pain. Now, in my mind, another expectation. I thought the last two kilometers would be easy as hell. I figured I'd be so happy that I'm close to the end. I'll just sprint home and enjoy it. It's so funny because... (laughs) I actually cried through the last two kilometers. And this just so happened to be the time that I chose to run down the center and like busiest street of my small town. Now, I've cried while running before, um, you know, because sometimes I get emotional. And I told you running is free therapy. 
And you want to know the worst part about crying when you're running? You literally can't breathe. Like, you know those cries where you feel winded and your breath is just gone? Or, like, you feel like you're about to cry, so you kind of, like, start to breathe funny and, like, that makes you cry even more? That's how I felt, but it was so much worse because I just ran 20 kilometers underneath the hot sun. At that point, all you have left is your mental state. Like I just had to keep telling myself to push. You're almost there. It will feel so good when it's done. Mind over matter, least you got this. Seriously, like my self affirmations were the only thing that got me through that run. Like my, my legs were just useless by that point or so it felt. But you know what? Kept pushing through. There was actually a moment during my run when I started hurting that I had to stop and I had to be like, okay, no, I have legs. Like I am thankful for my legs. And it was just like, it kind of gives you like a little bit of a wake up call. Oh, here's the thing that I have not told anybody yet. I ran an extra two kilometers that I did not have to run. And I'll tell you why. So basically, so a half marathon is like 21.2 kilometers. And when I read that, I first thought it meant 20, like it's 21.098. And I thought it said 21.98, which is not even accurate math. If you think about it, what I was thinking was just terrible, terrible math skills. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's almost 22 kilometers. So the whole time I had it in my brain that I had to run 22 kilometers. So first of all, I always use my Nike app on my phone because I'm like, I don't really like the Nike app to be honest, but there's a lot of challenges that I'm a part of. So, you know, I'm really particular about that. And then I have my Garmin watch, which tracks my runs and I use Strava. So I have my Garmin going, tracking it from there. And then I have my Nike app tracking it on there. Somehow the two of them got off and my Nike app was a kilometer ahead of my Strava. So I was like, are you kidding me? Because now if I end when it says, when my Nike app says I'm done, then it's not going to show that I completed the half marathon on my Strava. And that would just piss me off. So I knew I was like, well, I'm going to have to just run longer. So I ran an extra kilometer thinking that I had to with my Nike app. And then I ran another extra kilometer because I had to get even with the Nike app on my Strava. Yeah, that's just, just bad math on my part. You know, like I said, I expected to finish this race with a major runner's high, like smile on my face, hands up, fists in the air. I was going to call my boyfriend screaming that I did it and text my family. No, I finished and didn't want to talk to anybody. It's funny because Ryan even said that in the morning. He's like, you're going to be so grumpy when you finish it. And I was like, what? No. Well, he was right. I was in pain. I was hot. I was thirsty and I felt sick. It's funny. One of my favorite runners, who's also a YouTuber and she now has a podcast. Hey, Emma Abrahamson. Um, I think what's her podcast name? Something over cold brew convos over cold brew. I could totally be, totally be butchering that. I'm sorry, Emma. I forget. 
I'll link it somewhere. Um, she ran her first marathon this year and in her vlog, she was explaining at the end, um, of her run, she just felt sick. She was in a bad mood. She didn't react the way she expected. She didn't want to talk to anybody. She like stopped her vlog and she like came back after she's like, I'm sorry. I just like, I was in no mood to do this. So I completely felt that I actually sat on my kitchen floor drinking water and fighting back tears for about 15 minutes. When I got back to my sister's house, though, she had surprised me with a little um, card, like metal thing that said, sip, sip, hooray, you ran 21K. Um, She had watermelon cut up, water, popsicles, and iced coffee waiting for me, which like she couldn't have crushed it even more. That's exactly what I needed. Oh my gosh. And then I was able to celebrate. Um, What's another expectation? Oh yeah. And then like afterwards I was, I honestly, it's kind of normal for me to like not feel hungry after I run or exercise. It kind of takes a little while, but all I wanted was watermelon. Like it felt like the only thing that I could stomach was watermelon just because it was so hydrating and cold, I guess. I also thought that I would sleep like a baby that night. And oddly enough, I've had, I had the worst sleep than I have in a long time. So weird, eh? But hear me out. I think it took about three hours for it to finally sink in. Everybody was like congratulating me. And at first I was kind of like, why? Like, it's just a long run. It's not a big deal. But then it actually clicked for me. I just ran a half marathon on my own. No one around me. I had no one running beside me to give me a boost. No one handing out water on the side. No one ringing cowbells to keep me energized. It was just me, my body, and my brain doing that. I did that. Like, I ran 21 kilometers. And it it took a huge toll on me physically and mentally. But I pushed through and I fought through. And I did that. I know I'm no James Lawrence who crushed 50 Ironmans, like how, I don't know, but I know why he did it. And then I realized that is why we do this. That is why we set big goals for ourselves because there is no better feeling than knowing you accomplish something so big, something you never knew you'd be capable of doing. It feels like straight up magic. At the end of my run, I said, I never want to run again. After that proud feeling, I was literally Googling, how long do I have to recover before I can run again? Because I can't wait to get back out there. When it comes to goals, and I don't mean just goals for running, like goals in life, sometimes the process is painful and it's tiring and it's mentally draining and you feel like you want out so bad. You feel like giving up. You feel like you can't do it. But why do we do it? We do it for the feeling at the end. We do it because when we cross that finish line, there is truly no better feeling. This half marathon brought so much gratitude in my life. Like I said, it was challenging mentally and physically. I was, I felt an appreciation for my body that I haven't felt in so long. I was just so proud of my body. I was proud of my legs. I felt grateful for the fact that I have these legs that are able to do that. I'm grateful for the fact that I have this heart and these lungs that are able to keep me going. I haven't always been nice to my body, but my body let me do that. Like, I I don't know. It, It gave me this whole new look on life and I completely understand why people do these 
challenging things like this. Halfway through that half marathon, I was like, hell no, I'm never doing this again. Well, I can tell you it's been a day later and I'm damn well doing this again, except next time I'm doing a full marathon. (laughs) We're throwing that out into the universe. Okay. I wanted to talk to you guys about different ways you can set these goals and stay accountable to them so you can also accomplish them. Because Lisa is all about the goals. I'm only using my run as an example, but again, this goes hand in hand with any type of goal in your life. You can accomplish any goal in life that you desire. But remember, it is you who has to do it. You cannot wait around for it to just happen. You cannot rely on other people. You need to put in the work and hold yourself accountable for it. So first things first, you obviously need to figure out what that goal is. So what I like to do is write out a ton of passions of mine, things that make me happy, things that like fuel my soul, strike the fire in me, if that's even a saying it is now. And um, just like goals that I want in life, goals I want to accomplish. Usually at the beginning of the month, I'll write down my monthly goals. So like obviously one of my June goals was to run a half marathon. And trust me, you will know which goal you are going to put your focus on. Um, Especially if it's like a big goal. Obviously we have small tasks and goals throughout the day. But if it's like a really, really big one, um, whatever one fuels your passion and pushes you you will put in the work to make it happen. Highlight your goals, write it out a billion times, put it on a sticky note and stick it to your door so you see it every time we leave. Maybe start to write down what you need to accomplish it or even better, write an end date to it. So I made it clear that I was running that half on June 7th. Closer to the date, I even put a timestamp on it. I said Sunday, June 7th at 11 o'clock a.m., I'll be running my half marathon. This sets a deadline for you. Make sure it's realistic to avoid that pressure and stress type feeling, but having the set end date in mind will make you work harder for it. It will make you hustle knowing that you have a limited time frame. Maybe you're launching a website or a business. Okay, great. Saturday, July 16th. I don't know if that's actually a date. I just pulled that out of my ass. I will be launching my website. Okay, perfect. It's out in the universe. Now get to work start to prepare, start to research, get yourself excited for this goal. Going back to my marathon goal, I started planning routes. Um, I started planning what I would do in terms of refueling, where I would refuel, where I would hydrate, what I would eat, what I was eating for breakfast, what I was going to wear. I watched YouTube videos of other runners running their first marathon and half marathon, and it just became another part of me, and it got me so excited for it. All it takes is that first step. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan, and a plan backed by action becomes reality. This leads me to my next tip. And probably what helped me the most for this run specifically, tell people. Now, don't go sharing your ideas. If you have some like business plan, I'm not saying that you need to go tell the world or anything like that. But this is how you can be held accountable. Um, If you have trouble staying, um, what's the word, committed to your goals, I guess, or like really following through with them tell somebody that you can trust. When I was feeling motivated to run this half, you know what I did? I put it in my Instagram story. I remember exactly where I was. I just finished a long run in my hometown and I was like, 
you know what? No, I'm going to do the half. And I posted something in my Instagram story saying that I was going to run this half marathon on June 7th. And then I told my boyfriend, my best friends, and my family. I told them my exact plan. And like, I told them that in April. And the best part is that I have such a great support system that they remembered before I even did. Like, they were the ones who were like, oh my God, it's coming up next week. And I was like, oh shit, it's coming up next week. But they were excited for me. And the support I got from everybody was like, just so overwhelming. Ryan even offered to meet me at the finish line. Like, I was like, you don't have to do that, but... I appreciate you. Like he told his family who became just as excited. Um, They were reaching out to me. Like people were just encouraging me, telling me that I'm going to kill it and sending me words of affirmation and words of encouragement. So don't be afraid to tell your support system and the people who want to see you flourish. We love that word. This helped me more than anything and completely held me accountable for the goal I wanted to accomplish because... Well, not like I was running it for anybody else but myself in that matter, but it felt good knowing that I had people excited for me. And now it's like, well, okay, like I want to do it. There's nothing holding me back. Everybody knows I'm going to run it today. So boom, here we go. All right. I think that's it for my tips today. I want to start doing some words of affirmations with you guys. I'm going, well, I'm hoping to do a podcast episode of just strictly words of affirmation that you can listen to in the morning or whenever you need them. Um, It would just kind of be affirmation after affirmation, just positive words of encouragement, uh, reinforcement, um, just to kind of set your day off on a good note. Or if you're going through it, you can take a listen to it. If you're going through it, you can take a listen to it. That didn't even rhyme. Lisa, calm down. All right. So today's affirmation, I am going to say this affirmation twice. And on the second time, try to say it out loud or at least repeat it in your head. Today's affirmation. I am going to accomplish all of my life goals. I am worthy of living my absolute best life. I am going to accomplish all of my life goals. I am worthy of living my absolute best life. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. As always, thank you for your love and support. And don't forget to visit the link in my bio to stay educated on Black Lives Matter. Please, please do your part to stand up for what's right. You can follow me on Instagram at Fruit and Flourishing and like the Facebook page, Fruit and Flourishing with Lisa Madison. I can't talk anymore. Don't forget to leave a rate and review as it is so, so appreciated. I can't wait until I'm able to tell you guys about the next goal I'm going to accomplish. Stay tuned. All right. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Eat your fruit and keep flourishing. Bye.